Well, hello everybody. Tonight we're going to be talking about the five wise and the five foolish. It's a very well-known Bible Bible story, and we air these episodes live or these Bible studies live every Thursday evening at six thirty Central Standard Time, and then shortly after that we upload it to the audio version into the podcast directories. So, without any further ado, turn it over to Minister Tony Banks. Thank you guys again uh, for tuning in with us. Before we get started, as always, we'd like to say a prayer. If you would, bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you again for yet another opportunity to study your word, to grow in you, to learn more of you, so that we may become more like Christ, Lord. We thank you for all the blessings that you continue to bestow upon us, Lord, knowing that we aren't deserving, but it's your grace and mercy that gives those, gives us these things. Lord, we're praying for the sick, the shut-in, the afflicted, Lord. So many people going through trials and tribulations, Lord. We're praying that even through all these things that we would all turn to you and get closer to you. That we would allow all the bad situations to just pull us in to you. Lord, we're praying that everyone will find their way, Lord. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So... Again, we'd like to welcome you to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. And the topic tonight, we're going to cover the five wise and the five foolish. So we're going to come from Matthew, the 25th chapter. And I want to start at verse 1. But we can read the... Uh, the focus verse. We'll, we'll read the focus focus verse first, and then we'll go back up to verse one. All right, Matthew chapter twenty-five and verse eight. And the foolish said unto the wise, "Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out." But the wise answered, saying, "Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves." Here we have people who did not take any oil for their lamps asked those who did have oil for their lamps to have some of their oil but the wise didn't give them any and it's actually impossible for us to give oil to someone else but we're going to clear that up because the oil here represents the Holy Ghost it's impossible for us to share the spirit of God with someone else. I can't give you the spirit of God. I can't share my spirit with yours. God has to give that. But we'll go back to the top to kind of clear things up. So we'll start at verse 1. Right. Matthew Unless you wanted to restart it and see if we can get it up. Because it says it's connected to all three. Move. Okay. We can just keep going. Because I don't think anybody's on. Well, looks like somebody's on there. Yeah, we can keep going. And I'll get it sorted. Alright, well, we'll start at verse 1 in chapter 25. So that's Matthew, the 25th chapter, and verse 1. 
Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, what this parable represents is the church. The ten virgins represent all of us in the church, but he separates them into ten different people just to, for the parable's sake. We're all going forth to meet the bridegroom, which is not, nobody but Christ. We're all trying to meet Christ. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. This is the situation that we find ourselves in. Some of us in the church are wise. Some of us are foolish. We have nothing here but the wheat and the tares. One place Jesus said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. In the end, the tares are going to be cast into fire. And the wheat, he'll take them through the fire and they'll be saved. That's nothing but the five wise who will be saved in the end. And the foolish, they'll be cast into outer darkness. But let's find out why the foolish were called foolish in this parable. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Now that's the problem. The foolish took no oil in their lamp. We know that the lamps that we're talking about here, we know it wasn't a light bulb in these lamps. These lamps, they had to use oil to give off the light. So by not taking any oil, it was impossible for the light to burn. It was impossible for a light to give off. But, go ahead, Mel. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, what we're talking about here, the wise in the church, these are those who have taken oil. Uh, in the Old Testament, David said, His cup runneth over, for the Lord has anointed his head with oil. The oil is the Holy Ghost. The lamp is us. We all have the capability of giving off a light. But we can't give off that light if we don't have the oil, which is the Holy Ghost. He's just calling oil the Holy Ghost here. Our vessels, our bodies, know ye not that your body is the temple of God. He, he desires to dwell in us. He does that through the Holy Ghost. So, again, we are all lamps. We all have the capability to give off a light. Uh, in one place, Jesus said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. The only way they're going to see your light is through the works that you do. That's the only way. That's what happened with Jesus Christ. Even uh, Nicodemus, when he came to him by night, he said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God because no man can do the miracles which you do except God be with you. So even Nicodemus and the rest of the Pharisees, the rest of the Jews, they could see the light in Christ because of the works that he did. So... The only way that we can do the works of God truly is if we have the oil, which is nothing but the Holy Ghost. So if we have the Holy Ghost 
dwelling in us, then we can do the works of God. So it is foolish to live our entire lives and never even have the Holy Ghost. Now, that's foolish. But we have been deceived into thinking that we all have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the devil has done a great job of deceiving God's people into thinking we all got the Holy Ghost. But that's not so. We all must receive the Holy Ghost. So let's keep going. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. They all, while the bridegroom tarried, while the bridegroom did not come, while he waited on his arrival, because God is long-suffering, they all, the five wise and the five foolish, they all slumbered and slept. Some of them sleeping in darkness because they have no oil, and some of them sleeping in light. I was listening to a pastor. And he was talking about how a baby, the baby desires to sleep with the light on. Now, the older we get, we say, turn the lights off. I want to go to sleep. But a baby, that baby desires the light. It wants to sleep in the light. So Jesus said, except you be converted and come as a little child. You can know why it's entering. We have to desire the light, the Holy Ghost. Jesus said he is the light of the world. We need Christ in us. We need the light, the oil. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. The bridegroom is on the way. Mm -hmm. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Mm -hmm. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Now the foolish have waited too late. They have waited too late, and now they're trying to receive oil. Now they're trying to receive Holy Ghost. We can go all the way back to Genesis. God said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. He ain't going to always give out his spirit to us. Because after a certain point, it's going to be too late. So we have the opportunity now to receive the spirit of God, but we're rejecting it. Stephen said in the book of Acts, he said, you do always reject the Holy Ghost. You stiff neck. We are rejecting the Holy Ghost, but it's for us today. We need the oil. We need the oil in our lamps, which again, the oil does nothing but represent the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of us. That's what Jesus told the apostles to go and get. He told them to wait in Jerusalem till they be endued with power from on high in the Holy Ghost. Alright, Melvin. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. The foolish have waited too late and now they want to receive, now they want to get oil from the wise, but it ain't even possible. It's not even possible for me to give the Holy Ghost to somebody. God has to do that. And that's the condition we find ourselves in. So many of us who are Christians have not yet received the Holy Ghost. And it would be foolish to continue that way. Now, it is a wise thing to do to take 
an honest inventory of yourself and say, I don't even know if I have it. To figure out, do you even have it? That, that's the wise thing to do. To make sure that you have it. That's a wise thing to do. But it is foolish to continue, especially as being Christian, because some people don't even want to follow God, but especially as being Christian, it's a foolish thing to do to continue on 30 years, 40 years in Christ and not even know if you have the Holy Ghost. It's a foolish thing to do. But so we need the oil in our lamps because, again, the oil is what gives us the ability to give off the light, the oil. Even right now, even to put it in uh, terms that we may understand a little bit better, we can take electricity right now. Uh, even if you don't pay your bill and they turn the electricity off, they don't come and take the lights out of your house. They don't have to come to your house. All they have to do is remove the electricity. That's what gives the lights the ability to shine, the electricity. And you can't see electricity. God is the same way. We can't see him, but he still desires to give us his spirit. You can't see his spirit. But God is wanting to give us his spirit so that we can give off the light. Jesus said, again, Jesus said he is the light of the world as long as he is in the world. Now he's no longer in the world, but when he died, he gave up his spirit so that now it can dwell in us. If we so desire it. But again, we have in the church, we have five wise and five foolish. We have people who are in the church who are foolish. They do foolish things. They make the same mistakes over and over, knowing they're making mistakes. We have that in the world, but we need that so that the wise can show their wisdom. We need that in the world. We need that because if there is no positive or negative, how can a light shine? You need the negative along with the positive. So God allows the foolish to grow with the wise. So the wise can continue to allow their light to shine. All right, let's keep going now. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. While the foolish went to try to get ready, the bridegroom came, and they missed the boat. They missed it. Why? Because they had no oil. They did not have the Holy Ghost. Again, we have so many of us today not even sure if we have the Holy Ghost and not even trying to find out either. And that's a foolish thing to do. I know we all start out in a place where we don't have the Holy Ghost. So there's nothing wrong with admitting and saying, I don't know if I have. There's nothing wrong with that. But what is going to be wrong is if we continue our entire lives and never seek to find out. So the door was shut, and if God shuts the door, nobody can open it. So the door was shut, all right? Afterward came also the other version saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now we're talking about church people here. 
this isn't people who have denied God. This isn't people who said, I don't believe in God. This isn't those people. We're talking about in the church now. They knew, these people knew the bridegroom was coming because if they didn't, then why were they making themselves ready? These people knew the bridegroom was coming and they said, see, the, he calls them virgins. We're talking about church people. They said, Lord, Lord, open to us. We want to come in. We want to be saved. Let's go look because this, these words sound extremely familiar to Matthew the seventh chapter. They said, Lord, Lord, open to us. Matthew 7 and 21. No. We're, we're talking about people without the Holy Ghost. Uh, Paul tells us one place, he said, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, he is none of his. This is the condition we will find ourselves in if we wait too late again. If you don't have the spirit today and you are still breathing, you have an opportunity to receive it. God wants to give it to you. This is a cry to tell somebody, hey, please seek God's spirit. He wants to give it to you. Let's look at 21, Bill. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. There is something that we just was reading in the 25th chapter of Matthew, they said the door was shut. The bridegroom came and shut the door. And they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. So here, Jesus is talking once again. And he says, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter. We see that to be true because if we flip over to chapter 25, he's going to tell these people, you're not getting in. In chapter 25. So let's keep going down. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? they still saying, Lord, Lord, thinking that's going to be enough to get them in. But it's not. These people, we talking about people without the Holy Ghost, people who still did not do the will of God. They said, look, didn't we do a lot of stuff in your name? We've done so many wonderful things in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus. We've traveled the world. We've built these beautiful churches. We put up rehabilitation centers. We've done so many things. We went on so many mission trips. We've, we've, we've given canned goods to people. We've done so many good things in your name. Mm-hmm. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. He said, I never knew you. Even though you've done these things, there was something you forgot to do. You were foolish in your actions. Let's go back to the 25th chapter. Jesus said, I never knew you. To the 25th chapter. And verse, read verse 11 again. Afterward came also the other version saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. The church people came and said, Lord, let us in. 
But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. He said, I know you, I don't even know you. In the seventh chapter, he said, Look, I never even knew you. I don't know you now. I never even knew you. But we're we're talking about church people. So this is a wake-up call. That's why it's joy in the midst of the storm, because this is a wake-up call for somebody out there to receive the Spirit of God. Please don't be as the foolish people described here who went their entire lives without oil in their vessel, without the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of them. God desires to fill us with the Holy Ghost. Go back up to Go back up to verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The foolish said, Give us of your oil, because our lamps are run out. They never even had oil. So how was their lamp ever shining if they never even had oil? That's a foolish way to be. After all this time, they knew they never had the oil. People, people, there are so many people now knowing they don't even have the Holy Ghost and they don't have a desire to even get it. But that's foolishness to continue thinking that you're saved all for in the end God telling you I never even knew you. This is a sad way to be and again He's talking to church people. See, sometimes some people out there are thinking that this is talking to people who never even believed in God. No, we're talking about church people. God, Jesus didn't describe these people as virgins for nothing. He was describing them as virgins because they were a part of the church. He called them the kingdom of heaven. God is sent his spirit to us so that we would sit in heavenly places together because we have the spirit of Christ and we've been baptized in his name we are a part of the church he's talking about the, the kingdom of heaven represents the church so in the church we have those with the Holy Ghost and those without the Holy Ghost it is a dangerous thing again it's a dangerous thing to not have the Holy Ghost though and so that's what we're talking about, being wise. Uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. If we get in church and learn the scriptures, it'll get us in a position to make us wise so that we can be saved. The scriptures will teach us what God desires of us so that we can be saved. Not what Tony or Melvin desires of you. The scriptures teach you what God wants from you so that you would be saved. And so it would be foolish to turn down the spirit of God. It would be foolish to study the scriptures to see what it is that God wants. So oftentimes, <laughs> I was thinking about so often, uh, even throughout our daily lives, you run into so many people and people uh, talk about how they don't believe in God, but people believe in electricity. Never seen electricity before, but, <laughs> but we believe in it. Somebody said, well, 
I've seen sparks before. It's not electricity. If you want to get scientific with it, it's not electricity. If we see the sparks fly, that's nothing but the electricity burning the air particles causing those sparks that we never see electricity. The same way you never seen God, but God will allow himself to be visible in certain instances. That's Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God. He appeared in certain forms. Same way with electricity. I'm sure that a lot of us have had this uh, phenomenon happen. You may have used a towel or touched a, a, a door, a doorknob, and the static electricity created, you can rub your, uh, a lot of times you can rub your hand across your arm and the, and the hair on your arm will stand up. You don't see the electricity, but you see the effects of it. So that's the same way with the Holy Ghost. You can't see the Spirit of God, but we can see the works that it performs. Again, that's the reason Nicodemus said to Jesus, look, we know that your teacher come from God because we see the works that you're doing. Jesus said, if you don't believe what he's saying, believe him for his very works. Believe him for what he did. And so that same spirit that was in Jesus has to now become a part of us. So that we can do God's will. Because without the spirit of God, it's impossible to do what he said. It's impossible. I, I was talking to someone. And they said they were trying to stop cursing. Um, and they were saying they wanted to do this for their job purposes. They don't want to get a good job and they want to behave themselves when they get it. Because, you know, we have respect for those things. God doesn't want us cursing, but people don't have respect for that. But anyways, they say, yeah, I want to stop cursing, but it's just, it's so hard. That is because they do not possess the spirit of Christ. The spirit of God does not dwell in them. If we have that spirit of God, he'll make these things easier for us. So that's why it's so important to have the spirit, because once we get it, now we have the power. That's all electricity is. We said we, said we don't have any power over here because the electricity is gone. The Holy Ghost is the same way. The Holy Ghost gives you power to overcome sin, power to overcome your enemies, power to overcome when somebody's talking about you. Power to overcome when somebody has manipulated you, have done you wrong. That's what allowed Jesus Christ to prevail the way he did. He had the power dwelling in him. So now, us today, we say, I just can't do that. They must be crazy. No, they have the Holy Ghost. That's what enabled them to do these things. And so, Paul said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We have to have that same mind. But how can we have the mind if we don't have his spirit? How can we think like Christ if we don't have his spirit? So that's the position of the church today. 
some of us have the oil, which again is nothing but the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, whatever you would like to call it. Some of us have it, some of us do not. And even some of us that do have it, we still don't do what the Holy Ghost is telling us to do. We still don't do what God is calling us to do. We're still holding on to things that we shouldn't hold on to. Even us with the Holy Ghost. So, God is calling for us to receive his spirit today. I want to go back to Matthew, that seventh chapter. You said back to Matthew chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Let's go back up to uh, verse 19. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Now, so often, Jesus tells us these natural things to explain spiritual concepts to us. He is relating a tree here to us, our body. He said, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. He's talking about us being cast into fire. The same way he used a lamp or a vessel and was referring to us in that scenario in chapter 25. So here he's talking about a tree. Referring to us as a tree now. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. By what we give off. By our actions. That's how you're going to know who I am. You'll know if I have the spirit dwelling in me by my actions. You'll know if I'm living according to the spirit by my actions. Even if I have it, I may not be living by it. But you'll know by what I do. So a lot of times people talk to me about judgment. And people think you're judging them all the time. No. <laughs> I don't have to send you to hell. I don't, I don't want to send you to hell. The thing is, it's so easy to see what you believe in based off of your actions. I use the scenario a lot of times because it's so simple and it's so true. If I see on the news, if they say it's going to rain, and I say, well, I believe that. If I look out the window and see the cloud, I see it's dark outside, it is Windy, I say, man, I believe it's going to rain. And so I leave the house knowing I have to be outside. I leave the house and I don't get my jacket. I don't believe what I just said. Or I'm just extremely foolish. But that is a position that we see ourselves in. My actions show what I believe. Let's keep going, Mel. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Now he's talking to church people. Because what people who don't even believe in God, 
those people aren't doing things in the name of God. They're not saying, oh, I'm going to cast out this devil for you. They're not saying that. They're not saying, I'm, we're going to build this church in the name of Jesus. People that don't believe in God are trying to do those things. We're talking about believers here. They're calling on the name of the Lord. They're saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. These are the five foolish here. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Mm -hmm. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. He said, if you do the things that I'm telling you, get the Holy Ghost. He told his apostles, don't leave Jerusalem. Go there and wait until you get the Holy Ghost. Go wait for it. We have the opportunity right now to wait on the Spirit of God. But we're running all over the place, doing everything he told us not to do. He said, if you do what I'm telling you, if you go and get the Spirit, if you live according to it, you're going to be like a wise man. That's what we're talking about, the five wise versus the five fools. He said, if you do this, you'll be the wise which buildeth a house on a rock. Mm -hmm. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Doesn't matter what tried to come against it. It was established on a rock. And Paul tells us in Corinthians, he said that rock was Christ. It doesn't matter what happened to you, you're going to succeed. You're going to overcome because you've done the will of God. You have the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of you. And you've chosen to live by it. I'm praying that's us today. But the scriptures cannot be broken. So I know there are some foolish people out there who still are rejecting the Holy Ghost. Who still don't even desire to even find out if they got it. And some of us are really persuaded that we have it and don't have it. Let's keep going, Mel. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. We're still talking about the wise versus the foolish. The foolish, they're not going to do what he says. We're not going to do what he says, but in the end, the foolish are still going to come knocking at the door of God and say, open to us. <laughs> Even though I didn't do anything you said do, I know you know my heart. I know you, you know I'm not perfect, God, so you know I'm going to keep messing up. The foolish make a lot of excuses. <laughs> the foolish, they make a lot of excuses for why they don't do what God said do. That's what the foolish does. They built their house on the sand. He, he's just using a scenario to, under, to portray to us a foolish person versus a wise person. All right. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Great was the fall. Why? Because they fell right into hell. 
It was a great fall. They were cast into outer darkness where they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he said, I know you're not. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Why? Because you still have not yet done the will of my father. Yes, you said you believed in me. You said that. But that's as far as you went. You still have not done the will. You talked the will. You said, I'm going to do this for you, God. But you still have not done the will. You still have rejected my spirit. So I'm hoping that we would be all a part of the why. I hope we all make it. But the scriptures have to be fulfilled. He already said he was going to tell somebody to depart from me. He, that's the word Jesus already has spoken. But I'm hoping all of you under the sound of my voice would choose not to be foolish. Just because somebody else is going to choose to be foolish doesn't mean you have to. So, I'm hoping, I'm really praying that we would all seek the Spirit of God. That we would, if we don't know, somebody say, please, I don't even know how, how do I even tell if I have a Spirit? Reach out. That's what we're here for. Because there is joy in the midst of the storm. There was a storm happening here. The rain descended. The winds beat on the house. But there was still joy because it's not too late. If you're hearing this, it's not too late for you. There is still an opportunity. There's still joy. No matter what's going on in your life right now, there is still an opportunity for salvation. Man, you like you got something to say. <laughs> not really. Other than my line I say every week. <laughs> um... It's a great, great story, and it's um, as Jesus always does. He gives us great analogies or parables, as they're called in the Bible, to where it could be easy for us to understand because he knew it was going to take that. And even then, if we don't do the two essential things that he said do, we're still not going to fully understand. Sure, there's going to be some things that we do understand, but as prescribed in John chapter 3, we must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. And as tonight, we hit on the spirit a lot. And I know there's some mention of baptism in Jesus' name and getting the gift of the Holy Ghost. And every single week, we have these live stream Bible studies. And even in our in-person Bible studies, because that's how important it is. And some people may get tired of us mentioning it. They, they may not agree with it. They may not feel that it's necessary. But it is. And as we... We, as we have seen in many places in the Bible, that's the first two questions that the apostles ask people. Have you been baptized? If not, do you at least have the Holy Ghost? Or how were you baptized? Because those things definitely matter. A lot of people say those are very minute things. Um, they're not that big. But if we take it all the way back to the beginning of time, when Eve ate of the uh, fruit of the tree and Adam did the same thing, a lot of people will say that's minor. But that unleashed sin into the world. And we're still paying for that all the way up until today from a very minute thing. And especially um, the way that we get baptized. Father, in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost or in the name of Jesus. Some say that's a small thing. It doesn't matter. But if we take it back to the beginning, see, God, 
He says it straight. He already knows the questions that we're going to have. He already knows everyone's rebuttal, and he already has an answer. It's just for us to look and uncover it. Every single question we have about every single aspect in life can be answered in the Bible. I guarantee that. So people say it doesn't matter how you get baptized. Father, Son, Holy Ghost is the same thing as in Jesus' name. As mm -hmm. I've said before, we can take it back to Cain and Abel. The sacrifice. God required blood from their sacrifice. Cain brought some fruit. And Abel actually did what the Lord said. Cain got jealous and he killed Abel. Now, we look at that today and say it was still a sacrifice. Just like if we were to get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we'll be talking to God on Judgment Day. It was still a baptism. <laughs> it is the exact same thing. So does. that's why we get on here week in, week out, multiple times a week, pleading with people to please do these things. Because we, we've read it. He, he said... Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, we've done so many wonderful works. We've built these buildings. We've cast out devils in your name because a lot of people think that they're doing the will of God. And it's really just what they want to do is what makes them feel good. I know that just breaks my heart even right now sitting thinking about it for people living these you know, nice long life, 80, 90 years, thinking they're doing the will of God. And then to hear that on judgment day for mm. you to be cast into the bottomless pit for eternity which is never ending and I still can't wrap my mind around never ending eternity it is eternal that is far too long for you to be or anybody to be living the life not of God not of his so I just pray that we all Take a look into the Bible. I pray that we all get baptized in Jesus' name. I pray that we all seek after the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But we're seeking law degrees. We're seeking master's degrees. We're seeking everything but him. And we don't even know it. So I just pray that we all do that. And I just want to take the time out to say thank you for listening. And thank you for those who are going to watch this later. And thank you for those who are going to listen on the podcast later. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to learn about God, you're definitely in the vast minority. But that's a good thing to be in the minority. And that's really all I have. I pray that everyone has a safe and blessed weekend. And if you have anything else, you can. I didn't have anything. I could ramble on. For a long time, but I don't I don't really have anything. Well, uh see we have no questions. Um as always, if you have a question or concern or if you disagree with anything that we say, we are definitely open to all questions and all concerns. Our uh, inboxes and his inbox is always open and like the topic of the five wise and the five foolish and that being a representation of the Holy Ghost, if you haven't gotten that, you can get it tonight. There doesn't have to be a wait. You don't want to mess around and wait until it's too late. You definitely don't want to do that. But if that be it, then, again, thank you for listening. And I hope you have a safe and blessed weekend. So we'll see you guys either Tuesday or next Thursday. See you guys.